And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio. Super Bowl 57 weekend. A man who knows Jalen Hurts better than most and a native Nebraskan, uh, 11 times New York Times bestselling author, Lars Anderson with us at Lars Anderson 71 and the Lars Anderson show down in Birmingham and across the state of Alabama. Lars, what's up, man? How are we doing? Doing good. Looking forward to Sunday and um, just seeing how this very compelling matchup plays out. Um, you know, Mahomes wins his second MVP award uh, in six years and, um, and I think this could be a not just a, a legacy defining moment for him. Uh, I think this is a, if if he wins, I think he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I think this would turn Andy Reid into a first ballot Hall of Famer if Kansas City can pull it off. But then you look at the other side, the Eagles, man, they're just loaded with talent. And and yeah, it starts with Jalen. And just uh, the remarkable improvement he has shown, not just from last year to this year, but but going all the way back to um, uh, when he was uh, at Alabama. And that's when I wrote uh, uh, about a 5,000-word piece on Jalen for Bleacher Report. And um, I'm not sure if it's like this at Nebraska. I believe it is. But, but freshmen at Alabama aren't allowed to talk to the media. And I actually, even though I'm a member of the media, I think that's probably a good rule. Like, let them just focus on what they need to focus on. Uh, So anyway, so Jalen was off limits. I tried to come up with a creative way to do the reporting. So I went down to his high school in uh, Channel View, Texas, uh, which is a suburb of Houston. And I talked to, like, his math teacher, his English teacher, uh, people in the band, uh, cheerleaders. And by the way, it's a little awkward, Chris, to uh, just randomly, you know, 47 year old guy walking up to a 17 year old cheerleader and asking <laughs> if she could be interviewed. Uh, you got to be a little delicate about that. I actually went to the uh, like the, the, the person who was in charge of the cheerleaders and mm-hmm. and uh, they went on. She went on and on and on about just how everybody loved Jalen. But um, even the, the people there were surprised that Alabama even offered him because he couldn't hit the side of a building from 10 yards. You know, his accuracy was just terrible. And, uh, and you know this, Chris, I, I've written a, a book with uh, Bruce Arians and B.A. is it was steadfast about you either have accuracy or you don't as a quarterback by about the age of 19 and uh, Jalen just he just was really inconsistent, and I, I I still think that the game plan for Kansas City on the defensive side of the ball should be to one stop the run and, and two keep Jalen in the pocket and make Jalen beat him with his arm. Um, but his consistency has gotten better. I think he's an a, an exception to that rule of Bruce Arians, um, and so it, this is shaping up I think to be. Uh, a really, like I said, a, a compelling game with a lot of interesting storylines. Lars Anderson with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Super Bowl thoughts and, of course, the backstory with Jalen Hurts uh, as you uh, went down to uh, his high school before he enrolled at Alabama. And then, you know, the follow-up connection down there 
And uh, that's a solid move, Lars, to go with the varsity cheerleader coach uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, interview requests. With with Jalen, yeah, you see the athleticism and just the playmaking ability. But Hurts, to me, has got special mentality. And it's mentality that, that, that Saban can spot, and it's clearly mentality Philadelphia loved to draft him when they did and then work with him. Yeah, and you go on, um, uh, just Google Jalen Hurts and weightlifting. The guy could squat over 600 uh, at Alabama as a freshman. And literally, like, the weight room at Alabama would come to a stop when Jalen would, like, try to max out his squats. And um, it, 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 like – Without saying anything, I mean, the guys in the weight room are just freaking out. They're just like going nuts for him because he's squatting more than the offensive linemen. And, and like that, that just, that's his leadership style is, is showing, not telling, right? He's, he's a man of few words and he still is. He's soft spoken, but he's all about ball, all about football. And, you know, he is, uh, he is like, he's not, I wouldn't even call him a running back. He's almost like a a, a fullback with speed, you know. Uh, Gosh, I'm trying to think like a Tom Rathman, right? I was I'm trying to think of like a a a a Nebraska equivalent uh, because it it wouldn't be a tailback. But I mean, he he he, he's just he's so big from the waist down that uh, he's tough to bring down, and they're going to try to RPO. The, the Chiefs to death. And so I think Chris Jones is going to be a, uh, a huge player in this game if Kansas City is to win. I thought Chris Jones was the MVP of the AFC Championship game. Um, and, uh, and, 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 yeah, I mean, Jalen uh, is, is very much beloved by his teammates. You know, there's been this silly argument, if you're in Alabama, uh, that uh, – there's a debate of whether or not Jalen claims Alabama or Oklahoma. Right. And uh, it is, it's sort of a nonsensical thing, but I will say this, he got his degree from Alabama and actually he took a bunch of classes in the uh, building where I teach Reese Pfeiffer, cause he was a communications major. And, uh, and two, um, his girlfriend who uh, is in, isn't not pretty. Can I say it that way? Yeah. Uh, she's a Bama girl. So take that, Oklahoma. <laughs> Lars Anderson's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Lars, I just want you to speak for a second on that the the win-at-all-cost mentality of Jalen Hurts because that's what I see from the outside. I mean, you mentioned the fact that people at his high school were surprised that he's going off to Bama because they didn't think he was that good. And then you know what? He's going to turn himself into the quarterback that is that good to go start for Bama. And then, you know what? When the national championship game's on the line, he's willing to go sit on the bench and let a freshman come in and and take the reins and go win that game. Uh, Just because, you know, he wants a national championship that bad. He makes it off to the NFL and all he's really done in the NFL is win. So speak for a second, uh, if you can, about that mentality of Jalen Hurts that, you know what? He's going to outwork you because he's a win at all costs kind of guy. Yeah, um, I, I did something that I shouldn't have, uh, uh, Elijah and Chris. I responded to some Yahoo on Twitter, and, uh, and, and he was a Philly guy, and he said that Nick Saban tried to ruin Jalen Hurts. 
<laughs> and uh, it, it was the most the, the, the most idiotic take in the world. And I, I took the bait and responded. Shock, shocking from Philly, an, yeah. an idiotic take. Wow. <laughs> but I, I have to. This is not an exaggeration. As long as I, 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 my arrival in Alabama essentially coincided with Nick Saban's arrival in Alabama. And I've written two books on the guy and, you know, more words about him than I, I, I care to ever write about anyone. <laughs> I'm done writing Saban books, uh, but they sell really well because Alabama fans will buy anything Nick Saban. Uh, however, Jalen Hurts is literally Nick Saban's all-time favorite player to Alabama. All-time favorite player. Not just because of his leadership skills, but how he conducted himself after getting benched in the national championship game and just being the biggest cheerleader for a young Tua on the sideline. And when Tua, the, uh, on that second and 26 play, he hits Devontae Smith for the uh, walk-off touchdown, arguably the greatest play in college football history. And I think it's the only walk-off national championship winning touchdown in history, so certainly has to be in the – conversation um the first person to like go out there and lift up Tua was Jalen and then the whole next season Jalen uh didn't start it was Tua and and Nick would have conversations with Jalen throughout just saying hey use this time to improve your throwing and then uh Jalen wanted to go I believe it was to Texas because again he's from the Houston area and it was Nick who advised him, go play for Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. They have more weapons there. You'll develop more. Uh, Lincoln has, has developed all these different quarterbacks. He'll help develop you into an NFL player, right? And, 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 and so and, and Jalen listened. He listened to everything Nick said. If, if uh, I'm sure Jalen would – characterize Nick as a second father. And, and even though J- J- Jalen's dad is great, he's a high school, still coaching high school football. You can tell that Jalen, he just plays like the son of a high school coach, right? He's very smart, doesn't make many mistakes. He never really has. But, but just again, how he responded to uh, the adversity of getting benched in a very you know public way in the national championship game, not playing the next year, but not sulking, uh, you know, still like the, the leader in, in the weight room. And and um, Tua actually got hurt, uh, I believe it was in the SEC championship game. Jalen comes off the bench and leads Alabama on a comeback win. Uh, and, and they end up uh, playing in the national championship game where I think they got, th- if I remember correctly, they got throttled by Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. But uh, the, the larger point is, is that he never lost his focus. Like he never, he never uh, quit doing the right thing. He made all the right choices. And his teammates saw that. Uh, certainly Coach Saban did. And you're just seeing this more development out of him. And, and uh, I, I got it. It's, it's a weird thing. I'm not saying I'm proud of him, but I am – impressed with how far he has come both as a person and a player since I did that long story on him when he was 18 years old. 
He's a stand-up guy, and uh, Jalen Hurts is to be applauded for uh, being able to persevere. I mean, that's sports. It doesn't always go your way, and you don't always get to uh, hang on to a starting job. But as public and high-profile as Bama is, and and that Tua v. Hurts situation was, uh, I would say more times than not, you're going to have it go the other way. And, and have a uh, distraction and selfish moment uh, because you're not used to, to not being the guy. And, and he's uh, pretty much bulletproof with, you know, practice and what's, what he preaches and uh, is team first at, at that talent level. And that's to be commended. Good stuff with Lars Anderson. More on Hertz. Thoughts on Husker football and coach rule. When we come back, Hail Varsity, a Friday presented by Currency. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few more minutes. Lars Anderson with us says the Lars Anderson showdown in Tuscaloosa. Can and, I ask uh, you guys a question? Yeah, go for it. Um, so, for the first time since I've lived in Alabama, people are actually asking me about Nebraska. Specifically, they want to know. Is Nebraska really going to get Dylan Rayola? <laughs> I mean, they can't, they can't believe that Nebraska is even in the running. And, and, and to me, that is sort of like the biggest question hanging over the Nebraska program right now. Uh, not that one 17-year-old kid is going to turn around the entire program, but I'll, I'll say this. When Nick Saban flipped Julio Jones his first year, Julio Jones was all set to go play with Sam Bradford at Oklahoma Put up huge numbers there. Julio Jones is from Foley, Alabama, and Saban went down there and got him. That changed everything for the Alabama program just because Julio Julio's, Julio is Julio. Athletically, man, he can he could he could do it all. You know, I know he just retired, but he says he was the single most important recruit of the Saban era. Is Rayola possibly that kind of guy for Nebraska? It is, and it, it will showcase not only the development mindset that Rule has and has won with, right, at Temple and at Baylor, and let's focus on the lines of scrimmage, but he's always done it with kind of a, a window between two- and four-star talent, uh, more so two- and three-star talent uh, because of the Nebraska brand and, and quite honestly, the Dominic and Donnie Raiola connection on top of the fact that listen rules doing it the right way. He, he does spend a lot of time on relationship building. Yeah. Nebraska's in it big time in it and it's a family connection, but it's also a positive impression by coach rule and his staff. I mean, you know what? Lars Elijah and I talk about this a lot and we like, you know, is it okay to, feel different this time because for the last 20 years, the next move is supposed to be the okay move. Well, you know, Bill Callahan's going to bring in some recruits. He did. And it took Bo coaching him up. Uh, Not that Callahan was awful in hindsight, but it just didn't work out. Bo did a really good job. I'm a Bo guy. And, you know, it had run its course and it was a mistake to get rid of a guy that's winning nine, 10 ball games. You go to Riley, uh, just 
didn't get it, didn't fit. Still a smart football mind. And disaster. Yeah, it was just it was just a just a bad fit. And it's not that he's not a good football coach. He he is, or he's been a good offensive mind. And then Frost, everyone just whiffed on. It's too bad uh, because he he knows how to make the sausage, so to speak. And it just didn't work out. And now you bring in Rule, and, and everyone's super excited. And there's still some caution, more so don't want to get hurt again type mentality because of, of you know, the Frost experience. But, dude, uh, Rule knows what the hell he, he's doing. They are tireless recruiters. They are very, very good evaluators. I know that's got to get proven out on Saturdays. But they're just after it, and they've got good connections, and they're pretty authentic to, to Riola. I mean, yeah, you you get that number one quarterback in the country. It flips the, the the narrative between a all right, this guy's a developer to well, he's a developer and he can get elite talent. Um, I don't know if Riola is going to be a Turner Gill, Tommy Frazier type changer at quarterback or not, as far as program changer, right? Going from good to great, but they're, they're in the discussion. Uh, you're going to have a hard fight with USC and uh, you're going to have a, a, a really hard fight with Georgia. Now sounds like Georgia's taking two quarterbacks uh, in their class. Uh, USC has other choices as well. Uh, what does Dylan want to do? Does he want to flip a program or be part of a, another great lineage of, of first round or Heisman winners? That's a great point. So in this last recruiting class for Alabama, they had nine five stars, nine consensus five stars. And I looked it up. Do you guys know the last five star that Nebraska landed? Yeah, it was, uh, was it Baker Steincooler? Is it Baker Elijah or is it Ty? It was Baker, Baker Steincooler. No, no, no. It was, uh, wasn't it Marlon Lucky? What I found was Marlon Lucky. Okay. Marlon was, I think, an 05. It, he was kind of somewhere between four and five star, but he was there. Sue was a high, high, high four star, close to five star. But yeah, it's been it's been forever. It's been it's been 18 years. Lars, real quick, uh, want to get a uh, a quick thought on Andamic and Sue, and uh, we are having this chat early in the week, Monday. Uh, is Sue a Hall of Famer to you? Yes. It, okay. It's not a not a debate. Okay. Not a debate. I, I don't think he's first ballot Hall of Famer, but um, you just you, you look at what he's done throughout his career, and it's uh, absolute yes to me. However, he may have trouble because of the perception of him being a dirty player. Sure. No. Okay. Does Kevin Steele rent or own in Tuscaloosa? <laughs> Uh, I think he rents. Okay. Yes. Just yeah. asking because he's yeah. back, you know, third time's the charm. Dude, he's always – he's he's. I think he's the most well-traveled uh, college football coach in America at this point. He's been he's, everywhere. He's, been he's even been in Nebraska. He, he coached our boy John Hess. No, I know. <laughs> he coached Hess. But that's just it. Like, you want to go get a killer recruiter? He's the hire. He was the hire for Saban. He was the hire for Dabo. He was the hire for – LSU, higher at Miami, higher at Florida State, and now the third time back with Alabama. Yeah, and he was a interim head coach at um, Tennessee. Auburn. And Tennessee. Yeah, was, was, was it Auburn too? I forgot. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, no. And so it, it adds a little spice to the uh, Iron Bowl 
<laughs> Alabama and Auburn because uh, Auburn eventually they they it, it came down to two is either Kevin Steele or Brian Harson and they went with Harson who was just if you think Scott Frost was a, a disaster just check out what Brian Harson did to the Auburn program in about I, two years. Well, Harson, I mean, dude, Harson had horrible rumors about him, much like Scott, and also. You had the you had the you had the uh, War Eagle Mafia after him. I I can't imagine the Auburn booster surrounding trying to oust a coach like like they did. I mean, it was it was pretty unbearable. And then you know the the play on the field spoke for itself. So yeah, oh, coaching at Auburn is uh, something that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different factions that you have to appease. And uh, I'll say this, Hugh Free so far is doing really well. Uh, he's, he's getting getting some getting some good talent. And, you know, I, I've, I've spent time with Hugh. He often says one thing and does another. But uh, the guy can coach. The guy can coach. He, uh, Hugh is uh, very uh, skilled in the art of political discourse. Yeah. I love and, and then the funny thing is, like, Auburn is all about family, family, uh-huh. family, family, family. And then Pew Freeze, not necessarily the definition of a good family, man. Uh, uh, I think the word's now, flawed. I think we're all flawed. <laughs> hey, we're Lars all flawed. Lord knows Lars Anderson with us. The uh, Lars Anderson Show in Birmingham. Good stuff on Jalen Hurts, the Super Bowl. Some Husker talk. Before sure. we get Lars out, Lars, you willing to lock in a prediction for Sunday? Uh, Super Bowl prediction, it would be 27-24 Chiefs. I'm going with uh, the best player on the field, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And the second best player on the field is Travis Kelsey. There we have it, at Lars Anderson 71 where you follow him on Twitter. Lars, we'll see you soon when you get back this way. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. Always love being on the show. And uh, Chris, got to get you back on my show ASAP.